Bandwidth for Changelog is provided by Fastly. Learn more at Fastly.com. We move fast and fix things here at Changelog because of Rollbar. Check them out at Rollbar.com. And we're hosted on Linode servers. Head to Linode.com slash Changelog. This episode is brought to you by Gage. Gage is a free and open source test automation tool by ThoughtWorks with a goal of taking the pain out of test automation for acceptance tests. To help with this, Gage supports specifications and markdown, which are easy to read and easy to write. Reusable specifications to simplify your code, which makes refactoring easier and less code means less time maintaining your code. And finally, integration. Use Gage with your favorite tools and IDEs in the ecosystem of your choice, like Selenium and Sahi Pro, CI and CD tools like GoCD, Jenkins, Travis, and IDE support for Visual Studio, VS Code, IntelliJ, and more. Head to gage.org slash jsparty to learn more and give it a try. Once again, gage.org slash jsparty. Welcome to JS Party, a weekly celebration of JavaScript and the web. Tune in live on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific at changelaw.com slash live. Join the community and Slack with us in real time during the show at changelaw.com slash community. Follow us on Twitter. We're at JS Party FM. And now on to the show. All right, friends, welcome back to JS Party. Hey, you know that we love music around here. We like those BMC beats. You know, we've been known to do bad rapping even. And we like music. <laughs> we aren't good at music, but we enjoy it. We thought we'd bring on some folks who are actually good at music and JavaScript music. But first of all, let me introduce my co-host today, Suze Hinton. Suze, how you doing? Hey, it's really good to be back. I've not been on JS Party for a while. I missed you all so much. Missing you as well. And Suze, are you a musical person? Do you uh, sing any songs? Do you play any instruments? No, I played keyboard for a while when I was kid. When I was a kid, and I was good at that. And then I tried violin for two years and just never really progressed. <laughs> so uh, I definitely leave it to the experts these days. Mm-hmm. As do I. Besides my bad rapping, that's about all I do. I started <laughs> off in the. I uh, played clarinet in fifth grade. Switched to percussion because I thought drums were cool. And then I just switched completely away and have not touched many instruments since then, except to break them or something. So not musical <laughs> myself, but a, a huge appreciator of music, probably more so because I'm so bad at it. You can appreciate the skill involved. So today yeah. we have a, a couple of super special guests, two thirds of a band called Nested Loops. And we're joined by uh, Jan Monschke and Khalil Lachelt. Guys, thanks for joining us on JS Party. Hi. Hey. Thanks for having us. Well, let's give a shout out to the the silent party here, your silent member, uh, Bo Notes on Twitter. And Bo couldn't be on the show today, but uh, definitely a huge contributing part of the band. Definitely. And we'll definitely talk about him. <laughs> we'll <definitely laughs> have to talk about him, yeah. So for the loyal JS Party listeners, you'll probably remember that I, I mentioned Nested Loops off the cuff a couple weeks back on the show with Safia and team talking about documentation. I did a real life retweet of Khalil who had mentioned something funny on Twitter about documentation. I thought it was poignant and, and completely relevant to that conversation. 
And I mentioned, Khalil, that you're in a band called Nested Loops. And I was just speaking off the cuff. I called it a reggae band, which was really <laughs> silly to say that. Um, I knew it was more of an electronic, <laughs> like rap, like EDM with rap and JavaScript band. But I the reason why I said reggae is because when you actually come in and do your rapping, you have kind of a reggae style or Jamaican, I don't know, accent to your to your rapping. Is that fair to say, at least? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So were you, so did I offend you by calling you guys a reggae band? <laughs> no, not at all. I, th I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's really um, electronic music and kind of, that is kind of uh, mixing hip hop, electronic music and this, this Jamaican uh, genre of music called dancehall and mm. kind of comes from reggae, uh, but it is very it's it is similar-ish maybe to reggae but it's it has a di very different pace it's actually more um more like uh uh like hip-hop i would say than, yeah than actually um reggae absolutely so we can describe it all day and one of the hardest things for me to do is describe genres of music especially with so much immersion and blending that's happening but we could also just play it since we're all here with our ears right so uh we have one of your tracks set up to go and i'm supposed to say dj dj lay it down i can't remember what i was supposed to say dj play that play that funky music white boy so go ahead dj let's hear some let's hear some nested loops hello 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 we all we all okay yes no no. Okay. I can just feel the excitement. Yeah. We all, we all, okay? Yes? No? No. Okay. I can just feel the excitement. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll return to JavaScript. What the, are you? I'll, I'll, I'll return to JavaScript. What the, are you? I'll, I'll return to JavaScript. What the, are you? I'll return to JavaScript. What the, are you? Why do you write modular code? Well, got mad when I put it all in one file. Why do you write modular code? Well, pe pe people got mad when I put it all in one file. People got JavaScript. People, people got mad. People got people, people, people got mad. People got JavaScript. People, people got mad. People got people, people, people got mad. JavaScript. People got JavaScript. People, so there's a little taste. If you want to hear more of this, we'll link up to their SoundCloud in the show notes. If it sounds familiar to you, it's potentially because <laughs> you were at JSConfiU last year where this was performed live on stage. Suze, you were there. I was. I've actually seen Nessa Luce perform live twice. And both times I've been both blown away by the music, the effects, like the fact that it's all run live, but also just seeing my friends and speakers I look up to being sampled in that way is so unexpected. I really think that that is so much fun. It It's the best opener to a conference that I've ever seen. Hey! Wow. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> high praise, high praise. <laughs> very. I think that I think that it's the music by itself stands alone very well, but when you're immersed in things like projection mapping and CSS-driven lights, and I, I realize that I'm spoiling part of this episode, but it's just so exciting. <laughs> Good job, guys. Well, I was not there, but I remember seeing this uh, on YouTube and having like the extremest form of FOMO ever, thinking, oh, that is like, this is like, 
this is this is legit. This is like a concert. This is amazing <laughs> and uh, hilarious at the same time to see all these, you know, non sequiturs or these out of context, you know, talks getting pulled into a song that A actually sounds like good music and then B makes you laugh when you hear the content of the things and uh, you know, the, 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 the JSON payload is just hilarious. Like what is in there? Cause we've all thought that like, okay, I got this JSON, but like now I have to go figure out what the crap is inside. Tell us, tell us about yeah. the start of that band, uh, the start of nested loops. Did it come together for JSConf? Was this a band that preexisted? Give us a little bit of you guys' background. Well, this band started in, I think it was 2014. No, it was 2015. So I, I, did a talk, I had a talk at JSConf 2014, which was like about web audio and the, my master's thesis about like collaborative audio production in a browser. And I had this idea to like take this a step further, not, not just like produce music on like in your browser, but actually perform in your browser. And then the organizers of JSConf U asked me to uh, perform the next year because they already had um, musical performances to start the conference. And then, yeah, I came across Khalil on Twitter. Um, I'm not sure why I was following him. I think he was on another podcast, actually. And uh, he was tweeting about him being like a, um, like a musician in his, form, like in his pre-developer life. And then uh, he, he shared a video and I was just blown away by like his performance. Like he's a pretty good rapper and uh, I really like the style. So when JSConf asked me to, to put together like a performance, it was like, yeah, I have to talk to Khalil about this. And uh, that's, that's kind of how it started. Khalil, how about from your perspective? Do you have a, a history? Were you in rap? Were you... A uh, musician previously? Were you on, in other bands? Tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been um, in bands since since high school. Uh, like in the beginning, it was like rock bands or indie rock bands or grunge. <laughs> uh, and um, and at some point, I, I got into I got into rapping <clears throat> um, at the end of high school or whatever. I teamed up with some friends. We had this. Uh, like a multicultural rap group or we had um, German rap and French rap and Arabian rap. And it was uh, kind of cool. We, we did a, we'd like, we, we worked on uh, an album for, for a couple of years and then did some contests and won it. And that was really cool. And then we, uh, uh, everybody just dispersed into different uh, directions because people had to go study and stuff. I was one of the only ones that uh, stuck with music a little bit as a hobby, and I went to go uh, study. But then I really got into dancehall, and uh, there was a kind of a, like a dancehall reggae kind of hype going on in Germany, and everywhere there was um, like in every city you you had um, sound systems playing that kind of music, and um, it was like beginning of two thousands. It was. Uh, it was really, it was really a uh, big, big, big hype, and um, so I really got into that. Some we, I had a gig with my hip hop band back then, and and there was this uh, dancehall sound system that was playing after us, and we really loved the music, and we linked up and stuff like that. So I really got deep into that music, and um, and and really that that was kind of my that I just gravitated to the energy of that music, and. Um, uh, very strongly and I still love it and it's um, 
And I just wanted to do it. Like I saw these artists perform on stage uh, on videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of what I want to do. So I'm going to try to get into this. And then I just got into the, the uh, language or accent or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the Patois. And, uh, and, and then I got kind of serious about it. I recorded a demo. I sent it to labels and there was actually a label in Germany that um, took me on wanted to mentor me and manage me and stuff. And we did. And then it was like, after my studies, I was just doing that for like four years. It was, um, I was living in Leipzig where that label was uh, in Leipzig in Germany. And, and, uh, I was really stoked to be with that label because they were at back, at, back in the time, uh, back in the day, they were the only German kind of label that was, um, releasing really good, um, music, uh, in that genre. Um, at least that was my opinion at the time. And um, I was really stoked to, 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 to start to work with them. And then I started working with them and we did a lot of, um, we recorded a lot of singles and released a lot of stuff on, um, uh, you know, digitally. And um, I was touring in, 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 in Europe a lot during those four years. And it, it went kind it went kind of well. I mean, the, this, it was pretty undergroundy, the, the whole scene. And um, it, it did okay. And uh, we, one of the most exciting things was that there was a Japanese label that wanted to do an album with me and we went to Japan for, for a week to promote it and stuff like that. And that was oh, really that's cool. cool. Did a little, yeah, uh, hanging out in Tokyo for a week. That was really awesome. And um, yeah, so, so that, was, that was just uh, part of my life for, uh, or it was my life for, for uh, a long time. And then I just made the decision to... Um, to, to go back into development after a while because it didn't really work out financially for me. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and also the, this, the team that I was surrounded by was not a really good fit in the end. Um, and, and, and like development was always a passion of mine too. And it was fun to get back into that as well. And so I, uh, but I also, you know, I met my, my, my now wife and stuff like that. I needed some stability. And, um, so I started working as a developer again and, um, and then that became my main life, but I was always, uh, doing music somehow in the background. Um, uh, I'm always doing music somehow a little bit here or there, um, and then, yeah, and then this happened where Jan was like, he saw, for some reason, I, I felt like tweeting out this video because nobody really, because on Twitter, people know me as this JavaScript developer and nobody right. knows me from back then. So I tweeted out that video, which is like this video we made in Japan or just in the streets, kind of, I was performing that song that was uh, from that album and uh, just to kind of... Uh, shock people <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> and uh, uh and just to have fun and then jan uh, responded to that and that's, that was kind of how it came together and he was like do you want to uh, you know uh do this performance with me and i said yeah sure let's figure something out and um that's basically how it started and and so jan would be like the the, t the technical part i would be the kind of rapping uh part and there was somebody else who was supposed to be the music part. So somebody who produces the music and we had no idea how, what we we're actually going to do back then. Like it was just like, Hey, Jan does all the stuff in the browser and make sure that JavaScript takes care of playing the music at least. Right. And, mm -hmm. or you you can, you can manipulate the music or something like that. And there was this the vague idea. And then there was this other guy who was into producing and he was like, um, 
and I was, like I said, a rapper, and we were then brainstorming in a Slack channel, and and we're trying to come up with a musical style that we could all agree upon, and uh, and I think that the style that me, the styles that me and Jan wanted to uh, do, didn't really weren't a good fit for our then third person. Is that fair, Jan? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was like band problems before we actually started. <laughs> gotta, have, gotta have band problems, right? <laughs> we had to split up before. It's a must-have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that didn't work out. But so, my brother Boris, who is Bow Notes on Twitter, mm. he is a really great producer. I mean, oh, yeah. in my opinion, <laughs> he he makes great um, electronic music, and he's been doing it for many, many years too. And, uh, and he had just all these, you know, really cool beats lying around on his computer. So I was like, Hey, let's just bring in Boris. Cause we didn't, ha we didn't really have tons of time left. We had like a couple months and we built or three months or something like that. And we had nothing. And, uh, so we needed to figure something out and producing. And we had kind of, um, at least I had really uh, kind of a high, uh, what do you call, I only know the German word, uh, I wanted some, I just wanted high quality when it comes to the music. Oh, having like high standards. Uh, yeah. When it comes to the quality of the music, I wanted to have something that I can really, that I would really like. And so, but in order to have that quality, then you have to produce a track and then you have to kind of, everybody has to agree on, has to agree on it and stuff like that. And producing something like that, that has the quality that we wanted, takes a long time. And we only had these two or three months. So I, I suggested that we just get Boris on board and just uh, review some of his beats that he has lying around. And, um, and so we did that. And uh, luckily we, find some, we found something that, um, that Jan also liked and I liked and Boris likes his music, music, of course. And Boris was on board. He was happy to, to help. And um, so he did some more production work on that. And I started to write some lyrics and then... Um, Jan was working on uh, playing the music, uh, getting the music to play in the browser, as well as also uh, video snippets. At, but Jan, I don't remember how that idea th then came up. That was also still very vague, I think, that we wanted to take talks yeah. and then cut them up. And we didn't really know how and how we would do that. And yeah. Do you remember? Well, um, yeah. So the idea, like the general idea also is, of course, not an original idea. So I was like, I, I saw this TED talk by Mark Ronson, who's a pretty well-known music producer. Uh, yes. And he, he had this talk about set, like how sampling music, uh, how sampling uh, changed the music industry or something. And it was this amazing uh, TED talk where he remixed TED talks in a TED talk. And it was hilarious. Um, oh, wow. Very well produced. Um, it's, it's pretty good. I, I still listen to it from time to time. Huh. And, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to do the same. And the cool thing was Khalil's tweet where he like talked about his, um, musician life came at the right time because for a very long time, it was just me having this idea and not knowing how to execute because my musical background is rather shaky. And so finding musicians on Twitter that also liked JavaScript, I was like, what are the odds? So that <laughs> had to happen. <laughs> and yeah, I think it was this TED talk that um, influenced this this entire thing. Yes, yeah, that that's right. That's right. That was the original idea. So we were then we th we thought, okay, we can take uh, JavaScript talks from people that we admire and then 
try to cut that together to something, like to mm-hmm. a message of some sort or something like that. And then what's, what we started to do is just download or look at all these, yeah, actually download all these talks that we thought were funny or interesting, not, well, not funny, uh, but mostly interesting. Sure. Some of them were also funny. Um, yeah. and, and try to find, identify um, segments in those talks or little snippets that we could take out of context and then put together with other snippets in order to produce something that would be compelling in some way. And how long did that process take? Like you had to oh sit God. and watch talks and take notes and do timestamps, I guess, and things like that. Like yeah. how long was that process given that you were starting to get close to the deadline? Oh, I wow. mean, yeah, that took, so the deadline also was, as Kelly said, three months away. So we didn't have that much time. So I think we met at your place in Stuttgart. Like mm-hmm. the three of us, we had never met in person. And then we just downloaded all these videos and literally like for two and a half days, watching videos, taking notes, and then kind of slipping it together or something like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess we still did more like on, on weekends after that. Yeah. But it was de- definitely dozens of talks we watched. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Rollbar. Check them out at rollbar.com slash changelog. Move fast and fix things like we do here at Changelog. Catch your errors before your users do with Rollbar. If you're not using Rollbar yet or you haven't tried it yet, they have a special offer for you. Go to rollbar.com slash changelog. Sign up and integrate Rollbar to get $100 to donate to open source projects via Open Collective. Once again, rollbar.com slash changelog. And did JSConf, like, were the organizers aware of what the final sort of output was going to be, or were they sort of giving you any guidance, or was there sort of like complete silence and then you presented them with this thing? Uh, yes. Well, we, 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 checked, we checked back every now and then. Uh, but m- yeah. just to make sure, just to feel out, is this okay? We want to do this. And basically they just said, yeah, go ahead, just do, do this. And we just did it. And we never showed them what, the final thing, though. Like, they were, they were we, also yeah, of not course. sure what's yeah, going yeah. to happen. Yeah, exactly. We showed them, especially for the first time, we showed them the, we showed them the final thing, of course. And then, because we would not, like, just show up and do something that they never saw before. That would be crazy. Um, but um, no, but we, we were, we didn't really know until like almost the last day what, how it would actually come out. So what also happened, so what also came into that, so we, we did not only take the audio snippets, we also took the video snippets and then those had to be also presented in some cool, cool way, right? Because they come um, from, from different videos of different quality and they should all kind of look cohesive and be branded in a JSConf kind of manner. And so Boris also came up with, uh, with a way to, to put a filter on the videos and make them all look kind of pixelated and then just do, do them, uh, have the talkers kind of uh, be silhouettes and uh, in, in, in kind of the JSConf colors. And then Jan figured out some hack to actually play those videos so, so, so that we can, in the browser, so that we can trigger them on the beat live and they just play without a lag. 
So that was also like a really hacky kind of thing that, Jan, maybe you want to talk about that. So this uh, this is like the first time we did this. And so since there was a short deadline, we just had to make something work. So I'm very not proud of the software stack there. Um, but it yes, yeah, so so the problem is if you if you want to press a button on your computer or like a media controller uh, and then want to have your browser play a video and sound <clears throat> without a without much delay because in music you don't have like several minutes like you only have a couple of milliseconds to be like on point uh, we had to use very obscure hacks to get videos to play right on time and it's like has to do with like you have to preload all the videos transform them with like uh, get their data URL and then keep all these videos in memory and then then they would play okay but that would like from like a five second video snippet that would generate I don't know 200 megabytes of RAM so there was also like I think at some point I used three, gig three gigabytes of RAM with this with this like 20 buttons that we were supposed to press and yeah, it was pretty much like put everything into RAM in an obscure way, and then then it's fast enough. And it all came together. Yeah, it all came together. And, and how we ended up, so we ended up just playing around with the snippets on top of the beat at, um, at my place um, on one weekend when we were meeting all together. And that's when actually the kind of the, the story of the how the snippets play off of each other came together and it was just it just was funny um we just tried to kind of talk about javascript and about its quirks um or let this the the speakers talk about javascript and its quirks and what javascript is or not is uh in a in a funny way where these snippets are taken out of context and and then be and because they play off of each other then make you laugh that's that's kind of the recipe that mm -hmm. worked for us the best, you know, and it was the easiest to come up with that and play around with that. Just take them completely out of context and see what happens, mm -hmm. but also kind of pick up on subjects of the last year of JavaScript world, for instance, you know, functional programming or React or, you know, virtual DOM. Our first one, I, I think our oh, yeah. first uh thing um track that we did for jsconf it had a whole bunch of virtual dom virtual dom in the first, <laughs> in the first iteration <laughs> just on top of the virtual dom virtual dom virtual dom and just, <laughs> it sounded funny and it was such a big topic and mm -hmm. uh yeah so we were playing with actual you know big topics and kind of these snippets out of context and that was funny and it was fun yeah i, I especially like that we that we made crockford say that he loves classes that was like amazing like i still have to like there's a smirk on my face when i listen to that line so can you give us a few more technical details around like the tools you used and and you've sort of alluded to having some having some challenges when it came to trying to drive this whole thing with javascript but can you maybe just break down the pieces at like a high level so we can sort of drill down on a deeper level for some of the other parts so you you have your MIDI, but then is that connected to JavaScript? And then you have your videos, and is that playing like in a browser? And like, what kind of tools did you use that are standard for this sort of industry? And then where did you have to get creative when it came to like JavaScript, such as having three gigs of RAM? <laughs> um, yeah, so there are two iterations of the software. Um, which one? Like, there's like the, the one that is like a well, like a good piece of software that I did for the the last two years, like the sec, like the 
last two performances and then there's like this obscure hack but like essentially it's this you have like a midi instrument and it has a bunch of buttons so midi is just a a standard uh, of like a like a messaging format that is used for mainly musical uh, devices so let's say i press a button on this thing that is connected to my computer then the browser registers that um, through the web media api so there's actually an api that lets you connect um, and like talk with these big music MIDI controllers. Um, so essentially what you do is you press a button, you get this message in your browser, and then you need to have some sort of um, system that knows, okay, if I press this button, then I play this video, and then it should do that with as least uh, the least amount of delay as possible. Um, that's kind of the, the basics. Like that's pretty much what was the first iteration. It was like, I press a button and then it does a thing. Um, and then what becomes tricky is like, um, uh, this, the MIDI thingy is very real time. So I press this button and it actually plays the video. But, um, as we're all just humans and maybe not perfect in like timing, like usually music software has this thing built in where it um kind of quantizes well like i think the word is quantizing but i think i shouldn't use this word uh it's like i press this button and the music software knows when i actually should play this like i'm actually a bit too early so they will schedule it to be like 12 milliseconds later to like perfectly match the background beat that is playing so the first iteration of the software didn't have that at all and then in the second iteration, we built like this whole thing around this that had like a scheduler in it. It's like, okay, I know I'm at beat X bar Y, and then I know now I have to play this, what you just pressed. Um, so there were some quirks or some glitches in the, the first performance that uh, probably nobody who's not really listening to, like if there are quirks or glitches hears, but like as a, performer you definitely hear these things and so the second iteration had like this whole scheduling built into it and so yeah the first one was only a plain javascript uh, html website and it had a canvas element that was like so so let me go back one second so the video had all the audio in it and so you would play the video with your midi device you would trigger that and then there was a canvas that was connected to the web audio api which is another set of api that would analyze the audio of the video and then would show like waveforms of like how like as visualization like what are they talking about and uh, ah, we would yes. use that and it would also use the web audio api to um to actually play like route that the audio of that video to your uh, external speakers and all that stuff um it was very bare bones does that make sense yes totally that? made yeah? sense okay, cool, i really like cool. that you talked about the scheduler too i i've definitely written a sequencer before in JavaScript and because I'm so bad at music, I just said whichever beat it's closest to, just schedule it for that next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so there were other parts to this as well, right? Um, yes. Yeah, for this one, uh, not so much actually. Like the first iteration didn't really have that. So the creative process was um, Boris, the producer, he would, he would tell me which samples he wanted to use and then I would go to GitHub and then edit this and then send it back to him. Because I, I don't think we've mentioned this, 
But Boris is actually not a developer. Yeah. He is an architect. And yeah, but, but not a I software don't mean software architect. architect. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a, a question that everybody asked at JS yeah. Like he draws pictures <laughs> of buildings, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way this worked was he would tell me the samples and I would like implement this in this website. And then I had to like deploy this. And so there was like a huge round trip time for like uh, getting this song together. Uh, and like it hindered him in his creative process a lot. Um, so in the second iteration of the software, um, I built like a, an electron app that had the software built in where you can like load all your samples in and then you can, you can kind of like define this, the setup of your MIDI controller in there. And then I want to press this button and it's like a visual representation of your MIDI controller. You click on it and then you like select, oh, this button should play this video, this audio, uh, these effects and all that stuff. So I built this software so that we could work much more efficiently on uh, future songs. So I wouldn't have to deploy a new version of the website when he had an idea to implement a different part of the song. Uh, so there was like a much bigger uh, production around this in the second iteration. So whenever there was a bug, he would just send me his zip file from this Electron app uh, or like that like exported format that I came up with and then I would debug this and yeah, send it back and all these things. That was really fun. My first Electron app. That's a very cool collaboration. Yeah, it's it's so cool that you can do that with JavaScript that you can make a desktop app and just you know implement something with drag and drop or upload those snippets in there and stuff like that. So he could really use it um, very easily. That was really that was really awesome. It's actually a really good like very cool piece of software if you want to do this sort of thing. It's all on GitHub. And did you say that you did it in Electron as well? Yes. That's so so cool. Electron is kind of like the host for all of this. It like connects to like, it has like the, the web media support. So it supports two kinds of controllers only. Um, uh, one is like a really cheap one that I have two of. And then there's like a really expensive one that I had to borrow, um, but Boris really likes. Uh, so it does that. And then it does all the scheduling and like the drag and drop of files, videos, audio, all that stuff, scheduling and effects and also video effects. That's something that we added later yeah. on. So this whole thing has like a, a live mode. Uh, when you press tab, it goes into this live mode that is rendering all the videos with a WebGL shader in enhanced um representation of the snippet that you want to play um that was done by uh martin who is our the permanent guest in the nested loops <laughs> um, like he's like the the visual uh part of this group and so yeah in the second iteration this was built into the software as well and because we already spoke midi uh, i added like a little thing just right before uh, the second time we performed and that was like a midi controller where you could control uh, parameters of the webgl experience so I, I can like live change the size of the dots and like uh, opacity and all that stuff and um, yeah so that's that's the, the big second iteration of that software so that's out there. People can use it. You can give us the yeah. GitHub link and we'll share it in the show notes. That's spectacular. I did not know that. That is really cool. It's all open source. So I know that Martin's not here, but can you tell us a little bit about the fact that it wasn't just the music and the video, but there was 
a lot of other stuff going on, such as the lights in the actual room as well. Would they, I like, I, I might be remembering this incorrectly, but were they controlled basically with um, a CSS like translation protocol? Yes. So this is all Martin's work, so I'm not taking any credit here. So he, he had this idea and like when Martin has an idea, that's always a good sign. And then he gets really obsessed with this. And he's like, <laughs> so we have this amazing uh, venue and it has these lights. And like we can control these lights because all these lights in all venues, there's like a, they also have like a protocol that they all speak. It's like MIDI for these music instruments. They speak DMX, which is a similar uh, kind of protocol. And he's like, well, I don't like programming DMX. So like, he could control all these um, lights and rotations, uh, color changes with JavaScript. But he's like, there has to be a descriptive way of doing this. So he built his own CSS light editor. Like, it's like a superset of CSS that um, he can punch into this editor. And then he changes the lights in the venue. And that is pretty um that blew my mind that's like how like you type some css and then all of a sudden this spotlight there is gray or white and then it turns blue and he's like yeah yeah i can do that and then he also built in transitions so if he was or like animations so of course css is animations so of course his like light programming thing he also need to have animations so he's like okay, let me animate the rotation. And then all of a sudden, the, all the lights in the venue are just spinning. And it's like <laughs> all done in this CSS editor that he built. And it's like, what the uh, is going on? Like, I was so blown away when he did that. I th I'm not sure if that's open source. Oh, we should get him to open source it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one more note. He, he also had like a second iteration in the, of that. And that was uh, he built like a 3D model of the actual venue. And then he could, he pretty much built like a, oh, sorry, Martin, if that's wrong, but there's something, something, he built a 3D model and then he could like trigger CSS classes on spotlights and that would like turn them on and off as well. So the way this was done is was, was also like, like his own object model that had classes built in and then depending if you add or remove classes, it will change the light in the venue. Yeah, we also gave a talk at JSConf, not the last one, but the one before, uh, where, where we kind of presented how we did it. And I think one of the best parts was definitely Martin describing his process and what he built. And it's definitely worth a look and it's on YouTube. I'll put it in the show notes. It's, he blew everybody's mind because when he shows his 3D model there, because he's he, he was basically like he was just saying oh you know I um, I couldn't practice or couldn't um, rehearse at the venue because the venue is closed and I can only rehearse on the day like few hours before it starts so I just created a 3D model or thing uh, for my CSS lights and uh, so he did that with uh, I don't know some library he used a bunch of libraries to put together yeah. and yeah. 3JS, yeah, exactly. And because uh, he also has a background in 3D stuff, I think. And so he did that and he showed that and it was just like, everybody was like, whoa. <laughs> applause. So cool. 
I don't know what you see, but all this makes me feel kind of like a you know, worthless excuse for a developer over here. Like, man, <laughs> I'm a non-contributing zero. Like, this stuff's amazing. What have I ever done? <laughs> there are just so many pieces that came together, and I just think that it, yeah. it's and and on top of that, it's just it's it's all JavaScript and open web technologies, and I think that just it's it's so many combinations of wonderful things that even just hearing you talk about it um, without actually being there, just you can imagine all the different pieces coming together is incredible. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at .tech, a new top-level domain extension to consider when purchasing your next domain for your next big idea. .tech is a domain extension specifically intended for the tech community. And more often than not, I don't know about you, but when I search for a URL to consider for a big idea, the .com, the .net, and many others are already taken or they're quite costly to register. So with one year starting at $4.99 and five years starting at $24.99, when you use our special code changelog, they're super affordable to grab, snag, and use. Head to get.tech to get started. Once again, get.tech to get started and use our code changelog or click through using the link in the show notes. And by our friends over at DigitalOcean. What we love most about DigitalOcean is one-click installs, deploys that are super easy. It doesn't really require you to know much about a server to get up and running one-click installs for node.js to an ssd cloud server in literally 55 seconds or even less and the same experience you can have with a one-click install you can have with pretty much anything you build out by taking a snapshot of your droplet you can build out the best javascript app friendly server and literally deploy it with no time at all manage your own stuff run your own stuff deploy to digital ocean and make life easy for you head to do.co slash changelog, pay less, deploy more, build better web apps with DigitalOcean, and a free $100 credit. Once again, do.co slash changelog. So we mentioned the visuals, amazing technical feats pulling this all together. Suze, I think we know why we said it actually sounds like legit music because we have legitimate musicians putting this thing <laughs> together. Uh, if you, you heard a little bit of the track, if you haven't watched the YouTube video, you have to see it in action. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Guys, I want to kind of go big picture for a minute and talk about maybe an emerging trend of programming focused or based software development music and if that's something that can actually become a sustainable not a genre because we know that you mix genres but you know a, a growing trend i was just reading through some of the youtube comments on this video as we chat and people are like legitimately excited about these songs you know somebody say i need this on my spotify somebody console.logging awesome lots of comments <laughs> Uh, alerting this music is wonderful. Of course, all the nerds come out and we do our console logs and our alerts, but uh, genuine praise, genuine enjoyment. I know that when this particular track first came out, uh, it made me laugh, but then after a while, I just put it on loop and put it in the background while I was programming. Curious what your guys' thoughts are. I know you've, you've done these three performances. Nested Loops seems to kind of exist around and for JSConf. But is this something that could potentially become its own sort of mini movement? Or maybe it is, and I just don't know about it. Uh, good question. So I'm 
Not sure because so I only know of us and uh, JS Live Network, which they also really um, their contribution last year for JS Conf was also really amazing. Um, they also combining visuals with um, with music, and uh, they just have way more gadgets than, <laughs> than we do. Um, everything kind of driven by JavaScript, and and I'm not really aware of any other like programmer. Bands. Have you have you seen any more around or? Well, in the pre-party, Jan mentioned that there's multiple JavaScript bands, so I was interested to hear about what that means. Yeah, I I don't think Kali remembers my my other JavaScript band uh, because oh, also we oh, don't the have that anymore. Uh, so there's like the, the semicolon, the sibling oh, uh, band no. of uh, JSConf. Uh, the, the sibling conference of JSConf was Reject JS, and there was. The band, the the house band was called the Rejects, uh, so that was another one. But that is like more like these two bands were literally um, created for these. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, the semicolons. I completely forgot the name of my own band. Yeah, the Rejects was the song <laughs> name and not the name of the band. Oh my god! Thanks, uh, David and Slack. <laughs> so straighten us out. What was the name of the band and what's the name of the song? Uh, the name of the band is The Semicolons, and okay. the name of the song uh, was called We Are The Rejects. Okay. But yeah, these, these are catered for the, towards these two conferences, but um, I happen to be the organizer of the Web Audio Conference, and in the Web Audio scene, there are many people that are actually live performing music with web technology. They don't necessarily use, like... Uh, refer to JavaScript in the lyrics or anything. It's like legit musicians. Um, like there's some people, uh, there's Matt McCack who built like um, an awesome, like it's called Loop Drop. Uh, it's like a, a electron based um, music production environment. And he, he, has, he has been performing at festivals with that, um, with his electron uh, app. But he's also struggling with that um, because JavaScript and Electron, like they have all these um, quirks where uh, they might just crash. Like the the browser is not yet ready for like a live set of one and a half hours of heavy uh, music performance. Um, but there are definitely people out there, and there's like um, people that do like live coding environments, um, and that is pretty cool. So I think JavaScript is ready for prime time in a sense, but I haven't seen major acts uh, using it yet. Well, I mean, in terms of, you know, when you look at uh, these things, I guess from a, uh, maybe on a, a business level perspective or maybe, a, I don't know, analytical, you, you look at communities growing or shrinking. And in terms of just like you know, your potential listener base as a JavaScript focused band or JavaScript based band or whatever it is. It's something that is growing leaps and bounds. I mean, the programmer community at large is growing leaps and bounds. And then JavaScript inside that, uh, only Python is growing at a faster rate of adoption than JavaScript right now. And I think that's mostly due to a lot of the machine learning tooling around Python and um, other reasons, of course. But I think that's a major factor. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a community that's getting bigger and bigger. And so you have people that are more and more interested to where, you know, it where you could make music that not just um, reaches them at a, in a musical sense, but also intellectually tickles their, you know, JavaScript or programmer nerd 
things that that you're already doing. I think there's some potential there. Yeah. Now I see. Yeah. Now I see where you're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there there would be potential there. Um, I mean, what kind of uh, interferes with it is that everybody of course has their own kind of musical taste so if that mm-hmm. music does not you know is not your thing then that specific flavor of music is not your thing then it's not gonna so you can only reach a subset of those people true um um but yeah it might be interesting like if 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 one could do it uh, on a regular basis i think you you have to have a uh, in order to kind of gain um an audience that is going to be loyal or that really sticks with you you need to have a lot of releases throughout the year that's kind of how musicians now do and nowadays do it i think especially up and coming musicians so you would have to write a track every month or something like that and then keep pushing it out and really hustle but could be definitely i I think like nerd audiences are i think really cool uh, a cool target or audience um yeah remember there was there's uh, this one musician but i'm sorry i totally have no idea uh, what his name was um that was pretty big on twitter uh, especially amongst nerds because his lyrics are just very funny um and about dinosaurs or comic uh figures and stuff like that um i know who you're talking about and i can't think of his name right now either i was about to say this is his name and it's just right there on my tongue <laughs> <laughs> See, but you yeah, know him a, too. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He's the uh, yeah. he's so good. He's anonymous. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I think I honestly think that um, there are enough topics only in JavaScript land to that can give you this like um, I don't know, like be like your muse. Like if I look at only yeah. things in React land right now, like <laughs> whenever there is like a big announcement from the React team. You can make a song out of that. Like right. I can just <laughs> you, like hooks, we could make a lit- really, message like, song like just with talks about that setup. Yeah, I think you're right, and I, I think especially if you focus on the lyrics. So maybe Khalil more in your in your category of like rapping. I think if you had, and I've joked around with Adam about this because I'm a terrible rapper, but I joke about being like a programmer, or rapper, or like I come up with ridiculous things that aren't good. But if you're actually skilled at such things, and you could apply that into a space where there's really nobody creating. Uh, musical culture for us, like to us and for us and by us, so to speak. Um, mm. There's just tons of stuff that you could do in the rap game around these things, which yeah. I think would have, I think would resonate with a lot of people. Or maybe that's easier than coming up with brand new music all the time, just a, a little rap, maybe even just sample the music and, and come up with lyrics. Just j- jump on some, some, some beats. You can get, get some instrumentals from iTunes or whatever and then just jump on that. But of course, I mean, writing those lyrics, yeah, it's definitely some effort. <laughs> to go into oh, yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> I'm not looking for a get rich quick plan here. I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about, I, I just feel like we're, we're coming to a point in, with a critical mass. I mean, Robert Tables in our, in our chat has been talking about how do you even keep up with the JavaScript community, let alone the technologies. The technologies are far reaching and fast moving, but the community is everywhere. And Suze, I mean, you're out there in the community all the time and you're always, you can't be on the podcast because you're always at a conference. So there's just <laughs> so much going on, right? That I feel like we're, we're a growing group. Yeah, I actually now know what we actually need. So every time the TC39 comes together and meets, we need to have some kind of rap song musical summary of exactly what went down. So if someone could take the minutes of the meeting... <sighs> 
and actually turn that into a song, we could be all caught up in like three and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on to something here. So this loop drop tool is cool. I got that in the show notes as well. Uh, loopjs.com. Uh, Susan and I are not in this space creatively very much. So we wondered if you guys have knowledge of or can point people towards tooling uh, in the web technologies or in the JavaScript space beyond the ones you've mentioned already um, that people can use to create either generative music or, you know, this kind of thing. What kind of tools are out there or what's missing in the community where folks can go out there and make music? Um, I think for a lot of people, it's missing the basics of what music making means. And that I include myself in that group as well uh, because I don't have a musical background per se, but uh, there are some amazing web-based tools to learn how to make music and then also to get into making that yourself. So uh, Ableton, who is, is, a, uh, is the producer of one of the biggest production uh, software, music production softwares in the world, and they have this website called learningmusic.ableton.com, and it's a web audio app that pretty much teaches you everything you need to know to get started to in, in making music and like how, how does music fundamentally work? Like how does the timing work? Uh, what are different genres? And um, how do I uh, make, um, make a nice uh, drum, drum line and like all these things. And then you can go one step further and look into like, okay, the web audio API is out there and uh how how does it work and there's the the web audio school is a great tool um it's uh, written by uh matt mccack and he it, it's an amazing tutorial of getting like that tells shows you how to get into audio programming because it's a it's a very different field from our like general web development and i think that's that's the first hurdle um for most people do you know also if there were any communities that people could try and get in touch with, like whether there's almost like a demo scene for live music production or anything like that? Because this whole thing just reminds me of the computer demo scene, but it's music. But I really don't know anything about this stuff. Yeah, definitely. There's the there's the web audio slack. Uh, I think it's web audio slackin.herocrap.com. And there that's like the the implementers of the web audio api do hang out there as well so like you just want to get into working like with the web audio api like you can ask all your questions there and you might get like the, the hong chan from the chrome team like answering your um, very beginner question and they're ha happy to do that there i think that's the the perfect place there are like a lot of people there that work in like Product, on production websites that use web audio or, or are performers. Very cool. Awesome stuff, guys. Thanks so much. That All links will be in the show notes. Any final parting thoughts? Suze, any more questions for you? I'd love to know what the future of Nested Loops is. That would be my last question. But uh, beyond that, any other uh, final words for us and for our audience? Yeah, I really want to know if you are coming back for JSConf EU next year. Because I saw that the CFP was open. Uh, well, there are conversations going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can say. So yeah. You heard it first on JS Party. There are conversations. There are conversations. 
<laughs> well, let me also add, if you guys ever want to debut a new track, you have <laughs> JS Party as a launch pad for your new music. If you'd like to debut, debut anytime, come back, play some brand new music on JS Party. We would absolutely love that. Well, maybe we should um, actually use snippets from podcast episodes in that case. Ooh, now you're talking our language. Mm. <laughs> we've, we've got some great stuff for you. Well, if you can, if you if you can do some pre-filtering for us, that would be very helpful. Oh yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Maybe we can do something. So do some samples, and then that way you don't have to watch hours of video. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we or, or we podcast, to, yeah. yeah. Listen to like hundreds of years of podcasts. We have some very funny outtakes that we've already filtered out, so we might actually be a bit ahead. That's cool. all right. So coming to a an ear uh, headphones near you, potentially there's conversations about a potential <laughs> JS Party uh, Nested Loops collaboration. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned for that. That's super exciting. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, go back and listen to the conversation I had with Faraz a couple weeks back, all about BitMIDI, which is another really cool music-focused uh, web-based JavaScript application and all the nitty-gritty on that. That was a fun one. So go back to listen to that. And uh, that's our show for today. Thanks so much for the Nested Loops gang being here. And hey, you never know, you might be hearing them again soon. We'll see y'all next week. All right, thank you for tuning in to JS Party this week. Tune in live on Thursdays at 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern at changelaw.com slash live. Join the community and Slack with us in real time during the shows. Head to changelaw.com slash community. And do us a favor, share this show with a friend. We're just going to have a podcast. Go into Overcast and favorite it. And thank you to Fastly, our bandwidth partner. Head to Fastly.com to learn more. And we move fast to fix things right here at ChangeLog because of Rollbar. Check them out at Rollbar.com. We're hosted on Leno Cloud Servers. Head to Leno.com slash ChangeLog. Check them out and support this show. Our music is produced by Breakmaster Cylinder. And you can find more shows just like this at ChangeLog.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. I'm Tim Smith, and my show Away From Keyboard explores the human side of creative work. You'll hear stories sometimes deeply personal about the triumphs and struggles of doing what you love. I got really depressed last year, and the reason it was so hard is because basically everything culminated at once. All these things I'd been avoiding, all these things I'd swept under the rug, they all came out at once. New episodes premiere every other Wednesday. Find the show at changelog.com slash AFK or wherever you listen to podcasts.